Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel Tuluk. <laughs> I just saw look. And my name is Have Hope. <laughs> <laughs> we do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, all the Talking Tactics. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Spotify, remember to give us a follow. Um, and if you want to help us out monetarily, remember that we do have a Patreon page. Shout out to the people who signed up in the past week. If you're on MySpace, if you're on MySpace as well, sign up as well. We're on MySpace as well. I so. guess people wanted to hear us talk about Meghan Markle and what what. So, so. shout out to everyone on Bebo and High Five. Yeah, guys, come on, hook up on our Patreon. Well, we, we give you that lovely stuff. Sign up for the Patreon and listen to us talk about life and give you the realness that you don't get on BBC, CNN, or Fox News. Shout out to everybody on Patreon. All the links are in the description. Big up Carl with The Athletic and all that. Hey, right. Carlos. So, let's start with the North London Derby. What happened to Tottenham? What happened to Harry Kane? I'm not sure that Mourinho can win a trophy with these guys. And Ateta with the big dub. Disciplined Aubameyang. Mm. Didn't have their main striker, but still showed that they could win without him. So, it is a win-win all-round for Ateta. That Lamella goal was disrespectful. I screamed. Me too. I, I screamed like, like, like a little girl. Do you know there screamed. were two goals this week where I just screamed? I was just like, ah! It was that and the Benzema yeah. winner. This is how I know I actually am a complicated Chelsea fan. I, when Chelsea <laughs> scored now, I, that emotion doesn't come out of me. But it'll come out of me for a Benzema or mm. even a Lamella. So that's how I know it's out of me. You know how we talked about how you support the player over the club? Mm-hmm. Like I am pretty much like in my older age, I'm I'm actually more like 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 that. As in, I feel that I've matured to the states where obviously Chelsea is because it's just history, you know. So I have history with that all the way back from the late nineties. But for me, I am more attuned to a player's narrative because I feel more I feel closer to a player than I do at an institution. Yeah, you know, because the players are like, oh, this is a person that has a character. There's a thing. This thing called Chelsea United, Bremen, it's a concept. You know, so. Yeah, but what's crazy about that, okay, it's like, how often do people use Rabona 
to score. There's no point to doing it. It's mostly used as like, you're a very left-footed player, you're a very right-footed mm. player, you're a winger who's creative in some ways, but you're trapped near the touchline or you know, the end line or whatever it is, and you want to get a cross in. So, Rabona, because you, know, you can't trust your right foot to do it or you can't mm. trust your left, whichever. To have the idea that I'm going to do that technique, but then to score, that's different. A cross you're putting it into an area. To score, you're actually you're aiming for that place. And to be yes. able to do that in the amount of time that it would take to get your feet right and there's people that could block it. I think he nutmegged Partey. David Luiz just kind of looked at it go by. Like, just that idea. It's, it's outrageous. It's and he's it's done it's it before. It's, it's not that you... Oh, he he he's lucky. <laughs> like, no, nah, this is what he does. But just the idea to do it, I think we got to give him big credit. And... He wouldn't have been in the game were it not for Sun. Yeah. But Sun not being there was probably the reason why the game went like it did. Because they clearly just set up for, to play counterattacking football with Sun as the primary outlet, as he has been basically all season. Now, you don't get the Lamella goal, but the general play over 90 minutes probably would have been better. Not even probably. It would have been better if you have Hyungmin Sun. And now that he's out with what looks like a hamstring, that could be two weeks, three weeks, you don't know. Mm. So that puts Spurs in a tricky spot. But give Arsenal their credit. They've been playing well ever since Boxing Day. I'm surprised they're still 10th. I mean, it's it's weird that they've been playing better, and we can all see they've been playing better, but they're yeah, still 10th. It, yeah, it, but it, it just, I mean, oh, you mean for Arsenal? It's like, yeah. Tottenham, okay, yes, how can Son coming off affect you that much? That's why I just find it weird. Like, that's no excuse. Because Kane isn't a pace merchant. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, like, but... Bale, Bale, is, Bale is an old Bale. So mm. who's the person to really spring the counters? Or who, who is uh, Hoybier looking for? You should have a plan B. You should have a plan B. Well, that's that's on Uncle Moo, man. Oh, leave him alone, man. 22. <laughs> I don't trust the plan A, so I don't know why I would trust his plan B either. For the first 10, 15 minutes, you got the idea that, oh, so Arsenal are just going to have the freedom basically to play how they want to play, and Spurs are just going to counter, but then you take off Sun, and you think, "Uh uh-oh, but then Lamella does that, and you think, oh, so if you want to defend, perhaps there's a chance, but Mm. it was just never good. Doherty? (laughs) Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's it called? Like J Sports, like oh a sports. Where he said that he wants me to put him in class B. Yeah, uh. I mean that that move over Aurier. Like I can okay as a manager. If I were a manager, I could understand why you wouldn't play Aurier in a game like this. Obviously, there's no fans around, so maybe the intensity of the game isn't as as high as it would be. Mm. But he's a player where you would look like he's going to get red carded, man. <laughs> he's just going to do something <laughs> stupid, a bad tackle, something bad's going to happen. So let me put the player who they might be worse in the position, but I trust that they won't do anything dumb. But still, like you need the quality. So what was happening on Spurs' right side, it was just, it was not good. But, you know, you brought up, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. So yes, Arteta made the right decision, right? Mm. But if that goes left... And Aubameyang was late, <laughs> and you, you don't know, play him in a in a in a big game like this. Or or, or just maybe maybe this is a better framing. Not to cut you. But Do you, you think he? Ha- I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, if they were fifth, 
or fourth? Do you think he does that? Like them being 10th kind of gives him a little bit more leeway of like, look, if we lose, we lose. But I'm still going to stand on my principles this time. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think if like this was, they were lit on the cusp of top four, I don't, I, I don't think he, he does it. Yeah. But, but, but here's my thing, though. Which Arsenal fans would be angry at him if, let's say, they lost the, the game? And let's say there was like a 94th minute chance and like, like, like skied it from two, two yards out. Would Arsenal fans still say, nah, <clears throat> principles are principles, still respect are tighter? Or would they be like, oh my gosh, this is a North London derby, our sworn rivals, and we lost? What if Aubameyang was there? And what? Or because he was late, he was caught in, in, in traffic. But look, yeah. it's basically it's a huge win for Arteta. It's a huge win because it's like he stood by his principles and they won. So it just looks great on him. Yeah, you got the best of both worlds. And I think once he realized that Spurs weren't necessarily a threat until he used his third substitution, then obviously Kane hit the hit, he hit the post. But I think once he realized, oh, I think we're good here. The third substitution that he had, he could have gone with Aubameyang if he wanted, but he was like, you know what? Nah, <laughs> we're winning. I'm going to stick with it. So that's that. Now, let's talk about top four. So here is the Premier League table. So Tottenham have 45 points and a game in hand on Liverpool, who are um, 46 alongside Everton. West Ham have 48. That's kind what of a surprise. Are, what, 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 yeah, I mean, what are they doing there? If West Ham gets top four, that would be messed up, man. David Moyes, man. David Moyes. <laughs> David Moyes. Moyes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you ever have you, have you ever had have you have you ever had moi moi before? I know I've seen it like on the so what's the thing with all the recipes on it? When you go to a restaurant, the menu. I've seen oh, the it menu. on the menu. But I've never picked that at like the the African food place, like no, or the Nigerian food spot to be specific. Um, but I know what it is, kind of like dumpling looking kind of things it is it's hard to explain the, the taste you know um like i don't i don't i don't, I don't even like to use the word dumpling it's just because i know it's made of beans so it has a beans kind of taste so that's the closest i can i can explain that it has a beans kind of taste but it's just it's just amazing especially when you have it with like jollof rice <laughs> And stuff, oh God in heaven! Is it is so it like good. a Christmassy food? Like you'd have it during a celebration? No, no, or no, is it no, just no. Anytime, anytime, and it's because basically what happens is that you have this with like jollof rice, and it's wrapped in a leaf. Because I think the leaf just sort of gives it an extra taste. So you then open up the oh man. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, Gosh, anyway, man. so David Moyes, he's got West Ham in fifth, and they have a game in hand on Chelsea. But even if they won it, the goal difference would keep Chelsea in fourth, no doubt. So as you look at this kind of top four situation, mm-hmm. how are you feeling? Oh yeah, shout out to um, my, my man, Aya Nacho, who um, got his first hat trick, man. Did you see his uh, post-match where he's like, yeah, I'd like, yeah, to, yeah, I'd like yeah, to dedicate yeah, yeah. this to all the mothers? <laughs> <laughs> senior man, senior and man. Then, and then the, uh, the, the, the commentator lady was like, oh, that's that's such a great answer. <laughs> she, was, she was feeling it. She was like, oh my goodness. Oh, no, no, no. Funny guy, man. Um, and it's weird. Like, I just assumed he was like 29, 30. You've wasted your career. He's only 24. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he was young when he was at City. He was so like a teenager. Yeah, so he must have been super young when he was. Just that you know, it just seems as if it felt it's maybe because of COVID and stuff. It feels as if his City time was like ages ago. I'm looking yeah, at Leicester City right now. They just might say what's up 
For me, I think it's going to probably be a battle for fourth because I think that during this time was when you saw Leicester starting to drop points. But it just seems as if I think the key thing is because Kelechi is now emerging now, that's another goal-scoring outlet, so it doesn't put too much pressure on Vardy. Madison, he's improved. Indidi has improved majorly. Like He's one of the best in his position in the, in the league. Better. Yeah, so they shouldn't mess it up. So I do think that it's going to probably be a battle for that fourth position between Chelsea, West Ham, and Liverpool. <laughs> West Ham. Yeah. Uh, so, on, so, so Spurs. So, so are we saying Spurs with this L? That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's over. It's over. But think about it. If, if they would have won the game yesterday, mm-hmm. they're in fifth. Yeah. You know? And then it's not too far away from Chelsea, and with the game in hand as well. Hmm. Um, so, but, but right now it's just not. It can't happen. Like it's it's they it's up. all very congested. So kind of, I'm putting I'm putting us in a in a weird spot by asking what's going to happen. There's no way we can know. With hmm. some people have ten, some people have nine, some people have eight games left. So it's hard to know. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Man- Manchester City are obviously clear. They beat Fulham quite easily um so congratulations to the 2020 2021 premier league champions all right let's let's have a real conversation right now zaha decided that he wasn't gonna take a knee he stood while everybody was on their knee hands were behind his back i know someone i think it was damian perez asked us about this two weeks ago mm. and we wanted to do, devote a little bit more time to it so we're, we're cutting our Premier League content short by like 10 minutes so we can discuss this. So basically, me and my brother had a discussion about this and we both disagreed. So I defended him for the move and my brother said no. So my point was, every time I see people taking the other room, I'm like, oh God. You know, because it's lost its impact. And what are people now doing with the knee? Because a key thing is, what you want to do is you want to disrupts mm-hmm. what makes people take notice is a disruption Ka- Kaepernick doing what he did was disrupted based on how patriotic Americans are and how much and how they care about you standing for the flag so by NFL fans being pissed off at Colin Kaepernick boom I have your attention you may be pissed off but I at least have your your, your attention this doesn't this isn't a disruptor it doesn't really disrupt anything so the take of the knee is isn't as much as effective a, a disruptive move as what Kaepernick did in the NFL. So that's so that's one side. So my thing is, okay, you've not taken this knee. So what are you doing? Because people are still being racially abused. Ever since they took the knee, Zaha was racially abused. Rich James was racially abused. Twan Zibe was racially abused. So these things are still happening, you know. Um, but then. If you don't take a knee, now what? You now have to try and do something. So my brother said, look, him not taking a knee, it's it gives it's it allows racists and so forth use him as an example, say, hey, he's not taking a knee. Yeah, this this yeah, this is stupid. I'm I'm rolling with Zaha. So if you don't take a knee, you've got to make it clear as to I'm not disrupting this to now be used as a prop for racists. I'm I'm not doing this because I don't think it's effective and I think this is what I think needs to be effective. And basically I actually saw his interview 
on this thing called on the Judy Pod podcast, where he was actually explaining his his stance. And he said that he just doesn't want to be used as like a box ticker for the Premier League, where these where he doesn't feel like if the, the Premier League are really doing enough stuff. So it isn't a case of okay, he's some kind of sellout guy who's against the BLM and he wants to be this kind of new wave, new dude. Like, no, 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 I just don't feel it's, it's effective, which is where I roll with him. But it's like you have to now say that okay, what is it that I'm doing if I'm not if I'm not kneeling? I have to be honest. Like when I see every time I see people take that knee before doing it, doing the whole thing, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like be, 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 see because my thing is because I, I just look at some commentary on social media and obviously there are some guys who are like, oh my gosh, get up because, you know, people think that BLM is like this kind of like Marxist party and so forth. So, oh man, I don't want my, my football to be um, mixed in with politics and so forth. So that is a little bit of a, a disruption that could get people's attention, but it, isn't, it still isn't as powerful as Kaplan because that was truly powerful because people were really pissed off because you couldn't <laughs> ignore it, you know? So the, the only way that you can change things is by being disruptive. It's like the Black Power salutes at the 68th Olympics. Eyes of the world are watching. Everybody is watching. And then once you now do that, suddenly people are talking. Disruption happens with a particular moment. Someone doing something in the moment. So for instance, Champions League semi or Champions League final, a guy scores a goal, and then he then takes over his shirt and beneath it says, you know, um, black power, so, so, so lose black lives matter, respect black people. That will capture everyone. He will get fined for it. Because again, the rules are that you cannot put any kind of political stuff in it, but he'll get fined for it. But he's like, oh, cool, I can take the fine. But now that thing is everywhere. It's on all the new things. People are not talking about it. After this was done initially, after the, the restart, people were talking about it. But ever since it's then, who's talking about it anymore so if people are not talking about it then how can things change with the happening thing because it was so disruptive people were forced to have a conversation and have those racial conversations and people say okay so why do you have an issue with this why why oh, boom so happening enforced dialogue between people specifically in america in america what dialogue has this spawned at first the idea of standing for the national anthem, if we just want to take the Colin Kaepernick example, standing for the, the anthem was just, this is what we do. This is what we're supposed to do. It's not that people haven't done this in the past. Um, it's happened in the NBA multiple times. I'm pretty sure there's other people in the NFL that, uh, that have done this, but nobody asked them about it. Colin Kaepernick decided during the national anthem, given all the things that are happening with black people, um, in the United States of America, I don't feel comfortable, you know, standing during this national anthem. And until the the country reflects the ideas that it espoused at the beginning, I'm not going to be standing for the song that represents the country. So him sitting down was against the status quo. However, now, taking a knee, if we want to flip it to the Premier League context, has become the status quo. This mm. is what everybody does. It's it's almost like standing for the national anthem in 2016. So the way that you would now get attention and why Zaha has been in the news um, since the, the West Brom game on, on Saturday 
was he decided to stand. <laughs> it's flipped. So what's what's now normal, what's now the status quo is taking a knee. You don't get looked at funny if you take a knee because now that's what everybody does. The way Can I just you... add something really quick or yeah, will I mess ahead, up your ahead. thoughts? No, no, no. Um, a key point here. NFL. Mm-hmm. Not everybody knelt. Some stood. Yeah. Some knelt. So those guys that knelt, it was a big move. And they were under pressure. And you could even, because I remember, because I was doing this one for my part-time job, and women were discussing it, you could, you could feel the tension of those who were kneeling because there are three guys kneeling, and literally everybody in the stadium and the pitch are all standing. Yeah. But if you now go to a thing of where, as you said, everybody's kneeling, then yeah, we're all part of it. This is now normality. See, watch. In, in the NBA, there was a, a player, Myers Leonard, for the mm. Portland Trailblazers. When everybody was in the bubble taking a knee during the anthem, he chose to stand because his brother was in the military. Mm-hmm. He then became a news story because yeah. why is this white dude the only person standing in the whole NBA? Let's go talk to him and find out why. Why aren't you conforming to type? Because now what there is to conform, it just we just everybody just takes the knee. And it's why I pulled up Zaha's statement because he says, my decision to stand at kickoffs has been public knowledge for a couple of weeks now. There's no right or wrong decision, but for me personally, I feel kneeling has become has just become part of the pre-match routine, and at the moment, it doesn't matter whether we kneel or stand. Some of us continue to receive abuse. So when he says it's just become part of the match routine, in essence, his point is it's lost its power. You take power back now by standing, <laughs> and that's why people are asking Zaha, why are you doing what you're doing? How come you're? Why are you being weird? It's weird to stand now. <laughs> and that is... Now, this is why I was confused. Because I was like, how do I get here? And this goes to your point. Because he's the one standing. And now people are bringing the microphone to him. to Basically asking him again, why are you being strange? You now have to make sure, the way that Kaepernick did when he took his knee. That what you speak to directly addresses the problems of black people. And if you don't, then Zaha, you, you might as well just be taking your knee because what you're doing is more harmful than mm. than helpful. So when they brought the mic to Kaepernick, he expressed the reason why. That's The reason Kaepernick was a big deal is because he actually told people why he was doing what he was doing. Marshawn Lynch sat on the bench for the, I think, Oakland Raiders or... Seattle Seahawks or whoever it was, he sat on the bench, but he he never came out to the media and said, this is why I'm sitting on the bench. So he never mm. became a story. Kaepernick actually went to the media and said, the reason I am sitting is XYZ. It's essentially white supremacy, racism. So if Zaha, if you're going to speak, use your platform to make sure that it can't be co-opted by right-wing centrists, white liberals who are uncomfortable pick your door, one, two, or three, who are looking for an opportunity to trash anyone who is taking a knee in support of Black Lives Matter or just the stand against white supremacist action against black bodies, African people in general. Let's read this statement and let's see if, if we get any of that, okay? I know there is a lot of work being done behind the scenes at the Premier League and other authorities to make change, and I fully respect that. And everyone involved. I also fully respect my teammates and other players 
at clubs who continue to take the knee. As a society, I feel we should be encouraging better education in schools and social media companies should be taking stronger action against people who abuse others online, not just footballers. I now want to dis- I now want to focus on football and enjoy being back playing on the pitch. I will continue to stand tall. Not once do I see any mention of racism against black people, white supremacy, you know, the the police or the judicial system and using their power in malevolent ways against black people in the UK or around the world. It's more just like encourage better education in schools. And I, I can slightly agree on this point that if you're Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, ban people, mm. ban accounts. Like that's what, but I don't, is that what he should be saying though? Now, now that you have the platform, go hard or go home mm. <laughs> because the microphone is now in front of your face. Zaha. You've now become the guy you're, you're taking a stand now, literally for a cause. Just make sure it's the right one and make sure it can't be twisted. But it's just like when he shows his math, it's like you're not getting every mark that you should be getting if you're the guy to take the stand. This goes back to the thing of, of athletes. What, and it, it shows the failure of us as a society and as a, a people. Why do we hold athletes in such high regard? Mm. Why should Zaha have the responsibility to have to come in and, prop, and properly illustrate exactly what is wrong in the society and the things to do. Not everybody's Muhammad Ali. Okay, not everybody's Colin Ka- Kaepernick. These are just particular people who, yes, I'm a sports person, but I'm actually going to go out, educate myself, and really invest myself. All because you're talented at a sport doesn't mean that you don't have to be um, politically inclined and aware. No, you're just talented at sports. So it shows a failure for us as a society that we now view these people as influential and we now expect them to not be involved in political affairs. There is what should be and what is. What should be is, no, you're just a sports person. Why should should I be involved? But what is, is that, Zaha, you're black. And I'm sorry, maybe you feel like you want to focus on football, but you just can't. It is what it is. You're black and so forth. So you you, you have to be aware because if not... Eh, you're going to look, look away and you can't just play for, for, for football in 2021 with the stuff that, that's happening. And that's just the reality. You can't, so, you can't lift your head and become political and then say something to the effect of, if I could pull it back up, I just, I, now I just want to focus, focus on, football back on football and enjoy being back on the pitch. No! Yeah, nah, nah, you, nah, can't, nah. you can't just now want to focus on football now. Now you've made yourself responsible. You now have to show in, with actions and deeds that if taking the knee isn't good enough, then you need to be the example of what is good enough. Because standing is only just to get the microphone in front of your, of your face if you're being conscious. So how do, I get pe- how do I get the media's attention on me? Like, it's not taking a knee now. It's standing up. Hmm. So Okay, so now that that's happened, what is your plan of action? It can't just be, oh, I'm, now I'm just a footballer. I'm happy to be on the pitch. Uh-uh. There's a target on your back, not just from white people, but from conscious black people, conscious Africans who are now looking at you like, okay, Wilfred, you have the platform. Now, what are you going to do with it? You have the world's attention. Now, what's next? And I think you asked that question, right? What's next? <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, Madrid, Elche. The next time I screamed this week, or the first time, actually, Benzema. 
I, I think I put I put out the tweet. <laughs> top five, not five, not four, not three. He's top two for me <laughs> in in this generation. Behind, I'd say Suarez. I think I, I think Suarez is number one. Then Benzema. Then Lo, then then Lewandowski. But uh, obviously, I know people would argue they'd have no. Lua, Suarez, Benzema, or whoever it is. Does it detract from his career that he played a different role when Cristiano was there? Because this player I'm seeing now isn't the player I saw in 14, 15, 16, 17. No, no, no. 18. He's he's had to he's had to change because he was playing like a better version of Firmino, basically, mm. for years. You know. Just get the ball to Cristiano, let him score, let him take the penalties, let him do everything. And you're just score the goals you can. But this team is functioning or designed in a way to get the best from what Half Hope would call the greatest goal scorer of all time. The reason that's able to happen is because he doesn't have a number nine next to him trying to gobble up all the goals. The number nine was actually trying to help him score. And that got them four Champions Leagues, two mm-hmm. La Ligas, maybe three. No, because so it worked. So no, I don't blame Benzema because if you look at the numbers, like if we're, you're a Wikipedia merchant who scored merchant and you just look, oh man, Benzema only scored five goals that season, this and that, this and that. Of course, it's not going to look delicious hmm. because it's not. But if you actually watch the Champions League games, the La Liga games that you wanted to catch, generally speaking, Benzema's football was always nice. And that's the important part that the football that he that the, the the football that he contributed to led to winning trophies and aesthetically pleasing football more times than not, except can for I, the times that he was trash, can which I, he was. Let me ask you some trivia. Let me ask you some half of football hot tri- trivia. Okay. Do you know? Do you know how this this scholarship tier was invented in the Brick Academy? The time that you said he's a decadent mumu olodo. <laughs> <laughs> stealing our money. So, so, so here's my money, my thing, because see, I totally forgot. I think it was Gatlock who brought it up or something. And this was I know. I remember that ago. video. You were in your room with like this red bomber jacket on. Uh, you had cupboards open in the background. Oh god! And you were cupboards. going in on him. I don't this, know when this was, but yeah, you no, know, no, it was months. No, it was it was that was about ages ago. But see, my thing is that Lewandowski has never stooped that low. And when Lewandowski got out the, 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 the gates, he made a huge impact off jump, which was with Dortmund. Yeah. Pause. You can't take away Benzema's seasons with Lyon then, if we're going to give that to... to Lewandowski's were Lewandowski. better. Lewandowski was more respected and more known in, in, in the world as a striker for Dortmund than Benzema was for Lyon. I don't know. That's just facts. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. There, there, there's a reason Madrid paid the money for him in 2009, I think it was. Bro, bro, I remember that time very well. Benzema was, oh yeah, there's this guy at Leon doing his thing, but Lewandowski was like, who is this dude who scored four goals in a semi-final I'm, against no, no, the, no, these no. guys? I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's not as there's not a as vast disparity. Oh, no, 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 no true, true, true. No, no, he was there, he was there. Because so, Benzema was the it guy of France. Like, that was the talent you wanted. Hmm. So, but, but my thing, though, is that when you just look at Benzema throughout his career, he's never being the top striker all the way through. So I can't put these last few years ahead of a Cannibal Suarez or ahead of a Lewandowski, who for most of their career, they were seen as, okay, this is that guy, mm-hmm. you know? And for example, Lewandowski was a major reason 
Bayern Munich won the Champions League last season. Cannibal Suarez was a major reason why Barcelona won the Champions League in 2015. Benzema played an important role. He wasn't the major reason Real won the won those Champions Leagues. It was can Modric, I, okay. it was can Cristiano, I, it was Ramos. Can I, Navas can as well. Can, can I flip one of your arguments on you? Uh-oh. Had Lewandowski ever scored in a Champions League final? Can I respond to, to, to that? Does it count as a goal if the keeper throws it at you, <laughs> even if he's a, a yard away from you? I don't think that that can... You know, for me, that doesn't count as a goal in the final. No way. Hell no. Hell no. I'm not counting that. I'm not. Like, Benzema, you would be cheap to claim that as a goal. You can't claim that as a goal. You can't. Just say it. He, got, he, he found a way to get it in the net, man. Nah, nah. He, he had to take the risk and think, ah, I think he might. And then he threw it. And it, it, it wasn't an easy finish either. It was just... It shouldn't have been an opportunity. But if you go back, it's like is it, that wasn't as easy as bro, it looked. Bro, like Daniel, he... ever since I saw that live in the pop, I've never looked at that again because <laughs> I feel I feel embarrassed just watching. So since that moment, I've never looked at that, the replay of that goal again. Never, and I never will. Have you ever watched the highlights of that final? No. So you haven't seen Bale's goal? Oh, oh, oh sorry, no, no, no. I've seen oh, I've seen Bale's goal numerous times, but I've never seen that Benzema goal again. I've only seen it once, and that's okay. it. So. Wow. So anyway, I'm just saying, like, one has Champions League final. Suarez, like, again, I, I would put Suarez as the best striker of the generation. But how, though? Because he's... His because he, he, he's, 14, he's done it 15. in multiple leagues. He's been a part of the greatest trio ever in the history of football, arguably. He has what he did with Liverpool. He has what he did with Ajax. He has what he did with Barcelona. And even this season is kind of confirming that. Oh, yeah, and also Uruguay. because can say Uruguay as well. I was going to... I was going to... The international thing is why Lewandowski, for me, kind of takes a step back. Because, mm. as I've said on multiple occasions, club football, 60%. International football, 40%. Lewandowski has had decent Poland teams. I'm not expecting you to win a Euro or win a World Cup. That's insane. But at least show up to the tournaments... I don't think Lewandowski's ever showed up, except I think he got a penalty, a goal in a penalty shootout against. Portugal. Oh. Nah, it was in Euro 2016, wasn't it? I'm forgetting the team. It might have been Switzerland, but I, can we think of any great Poland moment for this guy? But my thing though is that compare his Poland team to the Uruguay team with Cavani, with Forlan. <laughs> And so forth. It's you all know. no. It's all relative to what to what you have at your disposal. Like if Benzema was in the France team, hmm. and they didn't win a Euro or they didn't win a World Cup with him, that I'd blame him for that. But he's just not in the team for his own mistakes and whatever the French Football Federation has going on. And for me, that's always kind of given him like the what if factor that I include in my math. Obviously, we've had the argument on multiple times that you can't include a hypothetical into what has actually happened, and I hear that. But, you know, I have my own way of doing things. So, <laughs> so that's why Benzema for me is number two. Because I imagine, okay, he's been robbed of a France career. And then you add the Champions Leagues and La Ligas and all that kind of stuff. But Suarez, not. Nah. Suarez and his peak was frightening for multiple reasons. He might eat you. You'd score a hat <laughs> yeah, yeah, trick. Yeah, He'd do a lot of stuff. But he might richly abuse you. you know? Dive. <laughs> Bro, Suarez is funny. <laughs> He'll dive. 
He'll racially abuse you. Not yeah, like, and, and, and these aren't necessarily the order. He'll bite you. <laughs> he'll score a hat trick. He'll nutmeg you. Like Devin Louis still hasn't recovered. His reputation still hasn't recovered since like the double nutmeg game. No, no. Look, look. It's a, he's he is arguably this the scariest strike of all time. You're dealing with racism. You're dealing with cannibalism. You're dealing with <laughs> diving and cheating. It's like wow. <laughs> And he's he's good on top of that. Like you yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. like is it, it? Do you need to be that aggressive and weird in order to be that good, or are you that good yes. and that just comes with it? Because like th- Diego Costa needs to be that guy in order to get those goals. I wonder if Suarez needs to be like that to get those goals. You you would say no, but it's just one of those things of like there are some players where that's gets them in their pockets and in their groove. Mm. That just. Because I can bet you that he's been like that all the way through. His whole life. Eden Hazard. He has a hip injury of some kind. It's I'm not I'm not a medical person. I don't know how to pronounce it. But some muscle that connects your back to your hip. He's injured it somehow. Zidane couldn't even really explain what it was. So I'm not going to take a stab at it. But um, he's going to be out for the next three to four weeks, I think. Or two to three weeks. Um, I, I tweeted this out. I... It's beyond football at this point. Do you, do you know the book of Job in the Bible? I know who Job is, but I'm not, I'm not read the Bible. I don't know. How, can I do this in two sentences? Job was a very dedicated person to God. So the devil goes into heaven and tells God, I'll bet you, you can't make this man curse you. So then God, he like takes all his stuff, his land, kills, his, kills some kids, his wife, like a whole bunch of bad stuff happens to Job. But Job stays loyal to God, right? Mm. And then I think in the end, he gets everything he had plus, you know, whatever multiplications they mm. did. But yeah, so it's like, it's a it's a messed up story where like the God, God the God, God and Satan were like messing with this guy. Do you, know, do, do you know how messed up that is? Yeah, it's a crazy story. Actually, it should be the, it's the, it's the first written book of all the books, I think. But that's neither here nor there. It feels like Eden Hazard is just being tested. Like, there's something beyond football that's just like, you know what, let's throw as many bad things in as short a time frame as we can, minus, like, killing him, that could just test him. Ankle injuries. Hamburgers. Cheese. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. The, like that, no this, this injury, though, I think is maybe the most damning. In terms of ankle injuries can happen. They've happened to Neymar on multiple occasions. Um... Muscle injuries like a hamstring or a thigh, fine. Mm. But a hip muscle that's connected to your spine, that goes directly. It's like this is something that helps you walk, mm. right? The way that Eden Hazard plays, being five foot eight, the low center of gravity, the first step, the quick acceleration, dribbling, the way he moves with the ball, a thing connected to his hips. That for me means this is something that's probably been coming the way that he plays football since he was probably four, five, six. So that it's a worry. It, this is way more worrying than anything. Once once I read, what what is that? I've never seen that before. <laughs> what is that? Like normally you say, oh, he tore his ACL. I know what ACL is. It's in your knee, thigh, hamstring, boom. Pucosis? I don't even know what that is. What? what? So I look it up. I was like, oh, shit. But that makes a lot of sense, given how he plays. A hip injury, hip no, muscle. But, but, no, this, this this is the key point that we're missing here, because 
they they say to you because I read this somewhere where mm-hmm. rehabilitation is a lot about the mind. So Ooh. doctors say that yeah. in order to be successful with rehab, it's not just what I do physically. You have to have positive thoughts to go through rehab because even though I have a positive thought, it makes rehab longer and makes it much more difficult, a much more harder process. I can already tell that Hazard doesn't have a strong personality or a strong character. Remember, I don't know whether it was a year ago or so forth, where we used to talk about how Hazard isn't greedy enough. Bro, I wrote an article about that in 2014, 2015. Yeah. We, we would all agree, I hope, Hazard at his best, and just in terms of talent, mm. is top three. 100%. It's him, Messi, Neymar. You see, whenever I said that, not in People that order, say, but no, no, but, but no one ever said that. People say, "Oh no, gosh, oh, you're you're such like a hazard fanboy and so forth." I said, "Okay, take me out of it. Take my whole zad thing. Just take me out of it, <laughs> and let's just talk football. <laughs> pure talent, pure footballing talent. He is one of the most talented football players in the world at his best. Those are just facts. If we're not talking pure football, and are just removing any jokes and just being serious now, mm. so." Talent is only a particular aspect. The key thing is now how you now apply that talent. Yep. And I think that's for Hazard. Hence why I said this can't be a test. Because you can only test someone who you believe has somewhat of a strong mentality. And then now let's see how strong the mentality is. I'm sure God believe that Job has some sort of strong mentality. Let's see how strong it is. You can't test someone who doesn't have a strong mentality. Fair point. You know? So it's like... <laughs> Hence why I said that. Is that that's just cruel? Yeah, no, no, but, but surely, but here's what I said. it's over for Hazard. It's it's over because he's thirty. No, no, because in his mind, even if he was to come back, he will play inhibited. Yeah, he will always play in a sense of let me just not go too hard. Let me go because he would always be fearful of oh gosh another injury, another injury, and you can't play like that, especially for Real Madrid. You've got to go all in. Do you know what the messed up part is? is and i've i've suffered this like i have a really bad ankle that i messed up ligaments in it they say (laughs) the way you hurt yourself is not playing at 100 percent. if you take it easy you go 60 70 80 percent and you're not being true to what you can actually do your body's not really used to that depending on it you know how you've been playing your whole life so you'll put yourself in situations where you could have been there a step sooner and but because you're not running as hard or you don't trust your body as much, you're you put yourself in more danger by not being confident. And that's the messed up part, probably for Hazard at this point. If I do this extra sprint, if I take put this little bit more effort and I pop a hamstring, okay, you don't pop the hamstring, but do you get to the ball? Does that mean that the defender has an extra second to put in a tackle on you? Now we're not dealing necessarily with a muscle injury, but a contact injury. You know what I mean? So mm. just these little things that it's it's about the mentality. Um, it's it saddens me to think that the best Hazard was Europa League with Sarri. Mm. Yeah, like that Arsenal game is really the last best game for Hazard, and that was a long time ago. It feels like maybe it's just COVID, but it feels like a long time ago. Um, Barcelona beat Huesca today. Atletico have sixty three points. Barca have fifty nine. Are they going to bottle it? Fifty seven. Are they going to bottle it? Messi only has one game a week from now on. Did you see the goal that he scored today, by the way? Oh, I think, I think I've got it. Wait. Oh, 
Oh, oh, God! <laughs> Damn. I can hear the Arabic commentary. Yeah. Oh, ball, ball, ball. That's so good. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus. It's the backlift. Like, you shouldn't get that much power without making it look like you're putting power into it. The guy's a freak. No, it's, it's like, wait, wait, wait. Did, did we talk about that goal that he scored? against um oh no i have champions league PSG. down here that's what i'm trying to run yeah. through okay so but yeah that no, no, goal no, no, no. is a madness so, so do you but think yeah so we have bustle. we have one game a week messi i think i saw abdul tweet this too one game a week from now on you think messi's not gonna like show up every week seven days rested it seems to me like they would have the capacity especially if, if atletico beat chelsea in champions league mm. i think barca might get it even if they don't Barca might get it. La Liga, man, it never it never fails in terms of the title race. <laughs> Italy, you know, by the way, Italy's floundering. We'll get there. Oh no, but, no, no, but, but, but just very quickly, it's like it is actually quite interesting because if you look at like La, La Liga over the years, it's been very close. Generally, rarely has it ever been like 15, 20 points, thirty. It's always been like one, two, six, two, three between the first and second. Yeah, and maybe that's why that league is the best league in the world. <laughs> like, there's a reason why they have all the Europa Leagues, the Champions Leagues, all yeah. this, all that. You know? But Premier League um, merchants will see otherwise. Well, see, the Premier League would have that hang their hat on, like, yo, there was Chelsea, Arsenal, in Europa League, and then Spurs, Liverpool, in the Champions League. You know, Hamadsford. <laughs> yeah, well, for the past decade, Sevilla and Atletico have shared the Europa League. Madrid, Barca have shared the Champions League. By the way, PSG lost to Nantes. Neymar didn't play, so I don't know. We'll see what the and 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 the, and the head. What happened to Di Maria? What happened with Di Maria? You don't know? Nah. So I, I, th- I thought he got a contract extension. No, or... no, no. So, so basically, he was playing blah blah. Half time, he learned that his family was robbed <gasps> in like I a did... violence robbery kind of thing. I saw something today that like yeah. the PSG are giving their players more security. It's over that. Yeah, yes, and then gotcha. he basically so he basically drove home at halftime. Mm. So I think I think he was told this at halftime. So then he then basically went that home. That is at crazy because so yeah, that's mad. Part of the reason why he left Manchester United was he was playing a game and his house got burgled. So that was part of the calculus and why he left after a season, because his family didn't feel safe, I guess. So for that to happen again, that's that's, wild, that's nuts. Man. I, I can't do quick math. Well, we'll just say that there's like around 50 footballers who are probably all close to being millionaires hmm. in a stadium at one time. That means that somewhere in that city or wherever the other team are from, there are empty houses, perhaps, or apartments with just a bunch of shit in it. Yeah. So people look at that as like, hey, yo, <laughs> Messi's, Mess, Messi's in Camp Nou. That means he isn't at his crib. So let's go to the crib and let's get something. Like, that is insane in my, like, criminal mind. It is dastardly, you know. <laughs> like, oh, so so Neymar's at Parc de Prince. Okay, so that means his Parisian flat is empty. Let's go check it out. Which is why you get alarm systems, you get yeah, security. Get everything. You get armed, armed I need, people. So. I, I need... Security guards, give me give me some dogs. I need lasers. Especially mm. if you're rich. Like, Messi's place is never getting robbed. Yeah. 
But it's, anyway. it's, 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 it's like how have we never heard of a situation of Messi's place getting robbed? Because you know that that place is like Fort Knox. <laughs> Ronaldo puts his place on camera. You know, so you could. That's why I would never really give like a tour of like where I'm staying at. And somebody who's on that mint on that mind state of like, all right, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. you gonna post the location? Okay. All right. Um, Inter beat Torino. I want to talk about the partnership very quickly between Lukaku and Martinez. It goes to your point that you've had for years. We can give Conte some credit in that way. Mm. Bring back the strike partnership, man. Because L- Lukaku or Martinez are probably going to go down as one of the best partnerships of this era because they don't really exist. No, I'll, I'll be real with you because I put out this tweet. Has there been a more effective partnership throughout a season? Because I'm thinking of Cole and York, mm-hmm. Beckham and Henri, Chiesa, Crespo, Trezigue, Del Piero. They're not that many of throughout a season. Not just two good players, but you are consistently both scoring and assisting each other mm. all the way throughout the season. Lukaku and Atari Martinez have to be in the conversation at the very least. Lukaku got the penalty. His penalty technique is kind of funny to me, but it goes in. So there you go. Mm. And the header that Martinez had to like head it back to where it came from, like to get that on target, give him credit. Like you would think that would be a Lukaku type of goal, but for a player that small to be able to do that, crazy. And that's a striker. I think I heard Nini say this. That's a striker a team like Chelsea should have been going for. Oh, yeah, Martinez. Um, yeah. Like that that kind of striker, like not a big brute, a six three dude who's gonna like nah, like go for like a more technical ball playing goal scorer, like an Aguero mold kind of guy. Um, Lukaku, I think, can be a lone striker. I don't know if Martinez can necessarily, but you know, it'd be it'd be interesting to see. Juventus, thanks to Ronaldo's hat trick, hat trick, beat Cagliari. I feel like I got that one down. Yeah, I've been okay. practicing That's for fine. like weeks. That's fine. That's fine. That was good. <laughs> There's no G. Cagliari. 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 <laughs> uh, and I'm glad every time they lose. I don't even want to pronounce your club's name right. Because yeah, I know what you're about. Moist Keen. Moist Cagliari. Cags. Cags. Just, just call them Cags. Call them Cags. Um, did, did you see Ronaldo's reaction where he put his, his kind of... That was his, to his, me. His, his finger to me. his ear. It I think he me. was trying to get at you, bro. Yeah. 100%. Like, who has been the loudest man saying this? And here's my thing, Cristiano, is... <laughs> Are you really now going to... So you offered up a blanket, a Champions game against FC Porto, mm. but you're now back because you beat up on a team that's, what, 17? 17th. But he, you're not pushing the needle. You are already perhaps the greatest goal scorer the game has ever seen. Okay. And you can score 3 billion goals more. It will never make you a greater player than Mar- Maradona <laughs> or Pele. Have you ever scored in a champ- in a World Cup knockout game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the deal. You know the deal. You know the deal. <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna keep it real. You got about two years, and I don't think we'll be able to use that argument anymore. Oh, I think, so you I, think he definitely? Will I think score. one of them will score in a World Cup <laughs> knockout game. That doesn't mean they'll win the World Cup, but that that stat is just too good. Like you. <laughs> Like, no, group no, no, no. stage, fine, but you can't get me one and then, and not in a knockout no, no. game? And look, here's my thing, because I love always bringing that up, because anytime people get really excited when they do something, I just bring it up, and then World I just start, I just it's get a like, like, it's this. a haymaker. Oh, no, it is, it is, it is. But my thing is that, look, if Cristiano wins World Cup, my aim is hopefully I'd have made enough money by 2022. So if that happens, you you, you just won't see me. Gattuso beat 
Milan, ironically, with Napoli. Politano had the goal. I don't know. The game got pretty interesting at the end where there was red cards and... Ah! Bakayoko tackled Hernandez in the box. Mm-hmm. The referee went to look at it, and everybody thought, oh, no, the referee's going to look at it. That means he's going to overturn his decision and give a penalty. He looked at it, and he was like, nope, <laughs> no penalty. I was like, oh! <laughs> like, uh, Napoli got away with one. So, yeah, Gattuso, former, like a Milan legend, yeah. former Milan manager, now with Napoli. It seems as if he'll leave at the end of the season, depending on maybe they get top four or whatever the case may be. But to beat Milan, that was a big result. Did you watch any Bundesliga this week? No, 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 no because I was I was I was working this weekend, so I was, uh, I was, it was quite hard for me to, to fit it. Yeah, I watched in. I watched Bremen against Bayern, and just very quickly, one of the things that stood out to me with the commentary, I couldn't mute it. Mm. Well, I could have muted it, but I kind of wanted to hear like what, what they were saying just so I could use it as evidence. And luckily, they gave me some. Bremen went down 1-0. And the color commentator, who was a former Bremen player, was saying something to the effect of, they need to play with bravery and courage. <laughs> and I'm listening to him. I'm like, for what? Like, why Why do you want them to get beaten so badly? And then 2-0 happened. I did the Oprah meme where she puts her hands out like, uh, yeah, I yeah, told yeah. you. And then 3-0 happened. I'm like, ah. Like, actually, 3-0 wasn't too bad. Okay, it was Lewandowski's goal. Came off a corner. It played with bravery and courage. Like, what do you want? Like, I don't understand the mentality of we're down a goal. Let's get brave and courageous against a team that beats people 5-6-7-0 for fun. To me, the smartest thing to do is to stay in the game for as long as possible. Not to try to get it back immediately. Just stay in the game. Once you go down 2-3, the game's over. Like, Bremen got their consolation goal later on, but it was 3-1 already. Like, for me, it's like, okay, let's defend, sit back, and let's be pragmatic. You know, defensively pragmatic. But they look at it like, no, we got to get this 1-1 as quick as possible. That's just going to open the door for two. It makes for a fun game. I was, I'm was, i always entertained when I watch Bundesliga. But it does make me angry sometimes. I'm like, what do you mean be brave and courageous? Against Coleman? Against Nabry? Against Lewandowski? Obviously, it's their culture, and that's how they do it. But Bro, when, when, when do we talk Champions League? Right now is when we talk Champions Lazio League. Lazio Football Club. <laughs> do you realize that we're in a pandemic? <laughs> that's the first thing. That's, that's the, wait, let me get. I'll get there. I'll get there. First of all, in a pandemic, that's the first thing. Second of all, you lost your home leg four one. That happened. That that wasn't the matrix. That's what it did happen. Yeah. So that means that even if you were to beat them three zero, you'd still go out on away goals. <laughs> wow. so, so if after 90 minutes you win 3-0 which has a 0% chance of happening you'll, see, you'll, you'll still go out on away goals so my thing is that it is so improbable that what is wrong with the forfeit rule the forfeit <laughs> rule it, it isn't cowardly the forfeit rule is look we tried but it's, it's, it's now obvious that this was a mismatch so that we don't waste anybody else's time and so forth we will now focus on other matters because we clearly aren't fit for this competition and this opposition. Do you, okay, have a quickly. You know what we should do? We should get in contact somehow with Greta Thunberg. Do you know who this is? 
She's or like the the env- seventeen eighteen year old environmentalist person who like she 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 won't fly to America. She has to take a boat. Mm. <laughs> we should get in contact with her and be like, look, we need you to be an advocate for the forfeit rule because these teams they're wasting time, money, they're polluting the air with their private jets. There's you, whole, there's... you must forfeit. <laughs> Like, we're lighting up whole stadiums with energy that doesn't need to be used. Like, there's so much stuff that goes into a, a, a football performance. For what? So, scene. I feel like she could be a good spokesperson for us for this yeah, point. No, no, no. It's like, you're going there for sightseeing. You're just going there just to have a a tour of heard, the Allen's Arena. I... Please cut that from this thing, please, man. <laughs> um, all right. So, quickly, Champions League. Um all right, so we've, we've mentioned that Juve got knocked out by Porto. Porto look really good, by the way. I don't think anybody wants to play them, even though you might on paper. That might be the team you want Frickly after team, all the they, winners they, they come. Don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want FC Porto, bro. Chelsea Atletico is coming. Uh, let's yes. not talk about it. Do you want to talk about that? Like, I don't really want to talk about that one. No, nah. Um, <laughs> C- C- City are obviously going to go through. They're going to yeah, be yeah, yeah. glad back. Oh, so, yeah, Barca, PSG. That's... That missed goal uh, was ridiculous. Oh, I forgot all about that. Um, oh, just quickly, we can get this one out of the way. Liverpool obviously beat Leipzig, so mm-hmm. that was going to happen. But yeah, Barca PSG. <sighs> okay, how did you feel about Dembele being the scapegoat? Because I I understand it on some level, mm-hmm. bro. You just kept missing, so <laughs> it's your fault. But for me, I'm like. The reason he needed to score, like people were saying, okay, if he scored the two goal, the two chances that he got in the first leg, and then if he scored the two chances that he got mm. in the second leg, that would be four goals. And if you add the four goals, Barca would have gone through. I'm like, okay, you guys want a winger to score every chance he gets in a game just to get you maybe into the next round? Shouldn't you investigate the reason why those goals would have been necessary in the first place, which for me, you look at Langley, you look at PK, you look at Alba, you look at uh, who's their right back? Dest. Here's the thing, though. Not, it's how badly he executed those chances, and you know how good he is at goal scoring, and you know what you can do with your right foot and left foot. I don't. At know least make the keeper walk. At least make the, the he the, scores the great walk. goals. He's not a great goal scorer. No, no, no. But my thing though is that. His overall performance and play, like you can't be given a chance and scoff your shots. That's unacceptable. Now you may hit your shots and it hits the keeper, so forth, but to not even test the keeper, that's unacceptable. No, like he was bad objectively. He was yeah. his finishing was wretched. Like he was bad, but oh no no oh, no oh, no oh, no because it's either that or, or go to it. Even if he scored three of the four chances, they still lose. So. Shouldn't we deal with like the bigger issue rather than having your fun or just getting your anger out that your team is out on the player who missed the chances? That's all but I'm here's, saying. No, no, no. But the, the thing is that second leg Barcelona played very, very well. They played very well, and like, but yeah, you, you can look at those Dembele chances. But I said this right now: Messi scores. Messi scores the, the penalty. We have a different game. I think. We, I think we have LSG if Messi scored that penalty. This is where Neymar becomes an interesting case. Now. I said this at the time, where especially it got to like 88 minutes left, and they needed three to get extra time, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, these these are Neymar hours because 88th minute, 90th minute, 95th yeah. minute, uh, free kick, penalty, assist. 
Like, he's needed. But also, he probably would have been the one to take that penalty. At least that would have been me if I was the manager. Like, mm. I want I want Neymar. Don't give me Messi. We've seen what he does. Copa Americas and all these other games where he misses penalties. Chelsea in 2012 smacks the bar. Like, he's good at almost everything. But penalties, this, he's short circuits for whatever situations, reason. High pressure So No, 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 because it, the skill of a penalty is the easiest thing for a high-level player. Mm. The skill in and of itself. But it's when you put it in a safe situation, something that's very easy and that becomes a lot harder based off nerves and pressure. And let's take into account, he didn't miss as much as Navas saved. However, oh, yeah. you see, the thing though is... He should is, still be scoring. Look, look, there are misses and then there are saves. No, 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 no. But you see, I think even you said this, and this is what I've always said. Based on where the keeper has to stand, if he isn't just going up and down his goal just to try and and, and guess that he lands there. Yeah. Based on where the keeper stands, if you put if you place it right in the side netting or the left or right, the keeper can't save it. Yeah. He can't. So yeah. hence where they tell you that for a player, pick a side, ensure you go right into the side netting or go in, go straight through the middle. In a penalty shootout where you're having people who aren't penalty takers take them so let's say you know we're, we're, we need a center back to take one or the goalkeeper has to take one i can kind of understand you having a bad penalty and it being saved but if this is like this is our penalty taker or this is our number one penalty taker mm. you better find a corner yeah at least yeah, 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 <laughs> just yeah, yeah. find a corner side netting is cool but find a corner because you're why the guy best penalty taker i've ever seen in my life balotelli because that guy places things right inside the corner. So he said, no, I'm putting the ball right inside that yeah. corner, placing it firmly there. Best penalty right. taker. Um, so, yeah, it was unfortunate for Barca. But, you know, PSG went through. I picked them to win at the beginning. So that's one. That's one down. What, three more to go? Um, so, questions. Who has a better Premier League legacy? Hazard or Silva? From FRO8 underscore. Silva. Which which Silva is this? I think he means David Silva. Oh, yeah. I saw this tweet. So, it said, who has a better Premier League career? Legacy. So, the better Premier League legacy. Oh, it's two questions. Who has a better legacy and who was better in the Premier League? The leg- better legacy is um, David Silva based on the... Um, Trophies won and stuff. Yeah. Better thing in the Premier League, Hazard. Because as an individual, he made a greater impression. David Silva, you were part of Man City. See, I would flip it. I would say Hazard will be remembered in the Premier League. Like, his legacy will be better. No, no, no. But what was the question? The question was that, who has a better legacy and who had a better career in the Premier League? That was the question. Yeah, I think the better career is Silva. Better career in the, in the Premier League? Yeah. And you said that the better legacy is Hazard. Because I think people will obviously people will always enjoy the dribbler goal scorer. You always have fonder memories of him than just some, not true, some. True, that's that's true. that's that's disrespectful. But just like a really good number eight, you're always gonna love the number ten, the guy who set down Zabaleta, like the guy who made Coughlin mm. look like a Beyblade. Like you're gonna enjoy those moments. So I think that will stand out in people's minds more than just Silva, just kind of bossing games against. Well, well, I mean, I disrespect somebody, but like uh, Norwich. You see, you see f- for me, you could argue Hazard could beat him on both because David <laughs> Silva, if, 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 if you look at Spain, that's Spain where nobody stood out. That was just an amazing team. 
if you look at the the Premier League, yes, he perhaps was part of a lot of wi- of of winning teams and so forth. Did he ever win Player of the Season? Silver. David Silva. I don't think so. But I think and Hazard. I think he won it at least once or twice. Yeah, for sure. So so. Hazard has more moments like the West Ham goal, the goal against Aston where Coquelin bounced off of him. You know, like several <laughs> goals that this guy has, has scored and things that he's done. So he's got more big moments. Like he can't think of many David Silva moments. He was just an extremely good player. He was just, but doesn't really have any but I, moments. I think he spent probably more time in the Premier League. I'm pretty sure he has more trophies or more championships. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I think when you look at like what he won, I think he has four. Because 2012, he would have been there. 2014, he would have been there. And mm-hmm. obviously, the two with Pep, so 18 mm. and 19. So, for sure, he has four. Hazard, I think, has two. The one with Mourinho and the one with Conte. So, mm. the better career, I think, is Silva quite easily. But the legacy, when I just think about like who's better in my mind, I'm obviously going to go with Hazard. But maybe that's mm-hmm. the Chelsea-tinted thing. Anyway, let's, let's, let's go quick. Are Milan going to make top four from Damian Perez? Ah, you would you would think so, but it's it's a bit tight squeeze. It's gonna be a tight squeeze. Yeah, yeah. To TBD to be determined. <laughs> um, Wenger wants to change the offside rule that if any attacker's body part that can score a goal is level or behind the last defender, it is onside. I sent this image to help. I think it's a stupid idea. What do you guys think? It's basically a daylight rule. Yes. That if there's daylight, it was always the best rule. Because how much of an advantage is my a bit to my shoulder ahead of you really an advantage? But we're dealing with police have hope. You don't understand. They're going to be measuring daylight the same way they measure are you past the last defender. The problem is never the technology. It's how the technology has been implemented or just how they feel like using it. Mm. So right now they're like, okay, you're past the last defender. Maybe mm. a pimple, how long your nose is, that's offside. In, in Wenger's way, that you'd be onside because there's no daylight between you and the guy. Mm. Now it's going to be, is there day? We need to measure, or do they overlap here? Maybe it's like one millimeter between, like, fine. Uh, fine. So you're still going to need rulers and abacus. Fine. And... fine. You, see, you see, for me, I will be more accepting of. A millimeter of a of, of daylight meaning that you're offside, rather than your pubic hair just being ahead of the last defender being offside. But most of your body being on. That's yeah. what I, I look, man. Level is onside. Just make the lines bigger or fatter. Just make them overlap more and have a measurement for what is level. They have to review it and just let's reach a compromise of let us give the attacker a little bit more body to work with mm. you know let's and also remember you're dealing with computers now so a computer can say okay 50 percent or thing you're off his body is on say 50 percent is off you can easily create a program that can quantify okay. how much is on and off i you know? think if 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 winger's smart maybe just use the boots if you could put a tracker in like mm. the back or front of a football boot like Maybe that could be a way to do it. Like the Premier League has this, I don't know, 
proprietary technology. Like you, you know how they can measure whether or not the ball has crossed the goal line or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Maybe you could do that with football boots. And there's a guy in the computer that like the football boot was this and this, or maybe that makes more sense. But just by judging the boots rather than limbs, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, two more questions. Would you rather be five points clear at the top after in September? Or five points from the top after March. So basically, would you rather get out to a good start, but then still have the rest of the season left to keep your lead? Or would you rather be in a position where you're not on top with a few games left to go, but conceivably you could win? You probably go with the with the latter because how do you know that you can sus- Do you know how early September is? How do you know you can sustain that? A five points lead in September is nothing. Yeah, like I'm sure there was a point when Villa or something were like Southampton top were top of the table. Yeah, for a, a moment, like it, they wasn't so, five points, but they were. Yeah, here. nah, nah, latter. Yeah, I think I would, I would want the opera, especially if you have a game against the team or teams that are above you. Mm. Then you can make that two. They draw, you win. It's even. So yeah, having thirty games left to go rather than having. 10 and you're there they're about i feel like i'd take the ladder but you know if you mm, if your team is really good though like if you're a Bayern, and a psg a team like that i think maybe you do take the five point lead at the beginning because that's a good buffer to the, keep you ahead it, you know? it, it depends on the team and the league that, that you're yeah. in so um if barca get alaba and the pie can they say something from matt the barca boy so they get their left back slash center back slash DM and they get a playmaker, number 10 striker kind of player. So what do you think? They still need a striker because I was hearing that they wanted to get Haaland. I mean, if they can get Haaland and you throw in a Depay and Alaba. Everybody, oh, everybody wants nice. Haaland, bro. I saw he wants like 350 a week, though. I mean, maybe that's worth it. If he's gonna no, get no, you no, the goals, the then. Score. No, no, no. I thought they no, no. Barca, like, they, they, they need players, man. And I think. That is what's going to be the thing that will perhaps keep. Can Barca afford him? <laughs> Look, Laporta, I'm sure has. He can find a way, man. He'll, he'll, he'll just go further in the red and just pays back in a year. Uh, all right, this has been the talking. Oh, do we have anything else? No, we good. Goody. All right, this has been the Talking Tactics podcast. Remember to follow us on social media: Instagram, Facebook, Talking Tactics, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the Talking Tactics. Uh, half hope. Where can people find you? you? Can find me around the bend, man. I'm at Daniel to look around the bend. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I pause. That just sounded like, like it paused, but there you go. It made me think of the Radiohead album. We're on Apple Podcasts. Subscribers free. If you're on Spotify, remember to give us a follow. Check us out on Patreon.com if you would. And we will see you guys next week. Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed. Peace, peace, peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.